Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Who are the weak? Are you one of them? Is it okay to be meek? Hello and welcome to Pick Up Your Bible with Cynthia Palamani. Today, Cynthia continues the Beatitude series by moving on to Jesus' sayings on the meek. Here she is with more. The Beatitudes. Blessed are the meek. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Matthew 5, verse 5. This is quite a well-known verse and often quoted and misquoted for various purposes. It's important that we read this with a right understanding of the word meek. Meek does not mean weak. It does not mean deficient in courage. It does not mean lacking confidence. It doesn't mean the absence of power. As a matter of fact, in biblical terms, one could be meek and strong, meek and mighty, meek and confident, and meek and powerful. If anyone, Jesus could pull the do you know who I am card, but it wasn't in his character to, and it didn't serve his purpose or the will of his Father. Jesus is our example to what being meek really means, to have a right understanding of who you are and the purpose you serve. The meek one surrenders his strengths and powers to the control of God. It's not just about being humble, but being humble in Christ. When our earthly strength or lack thereof is safely nestled in the power of our Father, when our wealth or poverty is humbly surrendered to the abundance of our Lord, and when our confidence and character is well built around our perfect Savior, we will remain meek and qualified to be co-heirs with Christ. And we're back. And we're back to episode three in our series on the Beatitudes. Cynthia, once again, thank you so much. How are you doing? I'm doing great to cruise. How are you doing? I am doing well. It's wonderful to go through this series and to hear, even for me, some things which misconceptions that I've held in terms of the Beatitudes. So it's wonderful to hear, you know, from the word and to hear you kind of pick some of those misconceptions apart. You know, last week, so the first time we did this, we talked about the poor in spirit and what exactly it means to be poor in spirit. Then we talked about those who mourn. And then this week, we're talking about blessed are the meek people. Mm-hmm. I am sensing a pattern here because I feel like the answer is very easy, as you mentioned last week. Essentially, you said that this is a series. People go through this, a series of these things, like you're poor in spirit, you're, you mourn and you're meek. When you are confronted with the depravity of your own sin. Is that an accurate way to look at it? Yes. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. You're learning. (laughs) I know. Slowly, I am learning. Uh, You guys, listeners, DeCruz is an amazingly smart and he reads a lot. He's a smart guy and he knows way more than me. So I am super excited when I share and he learns something. So... (laughs) Oh, this not is true. Great we'll take that, that teachers in middle school and high school, whatever, <laughs> we're listening. <laughs> Someone called me smart. Anyway, 
Well, yeah. So we're, we're going into Blessed Are the Meek. And I, I, it reminds me of a line from a movie, which you should not go and watch. But <laughs> they're listening to Jesus talk and they share the Beatitudes. And and someone says, what is he saying? He said, Blessed Are the Meek. And the other person says, well, about time. <laughs> so Yeah. So, Cynthia, I actually have some questions about this because, and I think we, we're going to go into the culture bit a little bit, but people... If you ask, if you pull people, five people off the street and you go, what does it mean to be meek? I think they're going to have different answers. Sometimes even the phrase being meek frustrates people today because of this. My first question here, does being meek mean that I'm a doormat to allow myself to be abused? Because some people think that way. Right. Right. Yeah. I think like you said, people hear the word meek and it's immediately one that goes under the weakness, Mm. you know, list for anybody. So it's definitely not seen as a desirable characteristic. For a believer, meekness, though, is a response to God. Mm. So we can't get caught up in, oh, does this mean I'm going to be treated like a doormat. Does this mean that some people are going to see me as weak? We can get caught up in how is the world going to uh, accept this characteristic of mine? Hmm. We have to be eager to please God first. When we look at Jesus's life, who was he personifies meekness, not because he was gentle, not because he was um, lowly or humble. Meekness is, was his characteristic to God that when, when I am, as I'm living out my purpose on life, Hmm. me submitting to God, that is what God calls meekness. Hmm. And we see Jesus standing before Pilate and not responding to the questions, not defending himself, which he could have easily done. So, yeah, people might look at you and say, doormat. That mm. I see doormat when I see that. Jesus wasn't concerned what people were calling him. Jesus yeah. was concerned what, do I have to be a doormat now because that's what glorifies God? Mm. I'll be a doormat. That wow. is meekness. So we can't, if it call, if a situation calls for you to be a doormat in order to glorify God, your willingness to do that is meekness. Wow. If a situation calls for you to open your mouth and speak on behalf of God or speak on behalf of someone who is experiencing injustice or whatever your response to a situation Whatever that response calls for you to do in order to glorify God, that is that the willingness to do that is meekness. So, as believers, it may mean being a doormat, it may mean experiencing abuse because Jesus did, he experienced the most atrocious abuse, did he not? Hmm. To glorify God, we must be willing to do the same. And so I, I'm not in that camp of people who think that, no, you know, that doesn't mean people get to abuse me. It doesn't mean people get to, get to walk all over me like a doormat. It may mean that. Hmm. 
Hmm. You know, the the last beatitude is blessed are those who are persecuted because for the sake of righteousness. So yeah. there is persecution, there is abuse in a believer's life. We are that's it's almost guaranteed. Yeah. Because you have to be the lowest person. You have to consider others more important than you. You have to be weak in order for Christ to be all and the strength in you. So, so yeah, that, that is my response to that. And it's hard to hear. Nobody wants to be the weakling or what the world will see as a weakling. But if we can know in our heart and understand that if I am meek, because that's because it's my response to God, that's a great strength because yeah. you are responding like that because you are an, you're an heir in the kingdom of God. It is that person who responds to God in meekness, regardless of what the world calls it. So that that should be our attitude toward that. I also want to clarify that all forms of abuse and all forms of um, torture and persecution does not glorify God. So I'm, we're, I'm specifically addressing maybe abusive marriages or abuse toward children hmm. or abuse at a workplace. I mean, we need to grow in spiritual understanding to know I'm not called to bear abuse uh, in all situations. Yeah. That doesn't glorify God. Jesus didn't do that either. Yeah. There were times when he stood up to people who were accusing him. There are times where he fled situations where he would have been hurt. I just, I want us to understand that each situation requires us to surrender ourselves before God and ask him, what gives you glory mm. in this situation and be willing to surrender to that? That is biblical meekness. Yeah. Wow. Great. Yeah. Yeah, thank you for clarifying that because you know I think that's that's a really important point, and it, it's so interesting to think about being meek because it just when G, when Jesus was saying this, you know, and you know, you go back and read through the Beatitudes, and it, he's just turning everything upside down. It's just what you would not imagine, right? For some people that were listening to Jesus talk, who want him to be this revolutionary leader, it's so it must have been so shocking for them to hear him say. Blessed are the meek. You know, it's such an interesting phrase to throw out there. So that brings me to my next question. Do you know meek people in this world? I know many people who are on the journey mm. <laughs> to meekness, including me. You know, it's a hard thing. Yeah. It, because it is in, it's, it's so against our natural instinct, yeah. you know, to lie down your desires, your uh, natural responses to situations, and to have to stop and be like, wait, what glorifies God here? Let me try and do that. So I know many who, who are on that journey. I do know uh, a few who are commendably ahead in that journey. And I can think of my friend Josie. She is definitely one person that I can think of who who truly is way ahead in that journey. She's she's willing to make less of herself constantly. And she's constantly teaching me that every time I'm with her, everybody else is more important than Josie. 
And that's in her attitude, it's in her speech, it's in her thoughts, it's in her actions. It's not, uh, it's not a put on character. And it's something that has grown in her over the years. And another person I can think of is my husband, Godwin. I was going to say Godwin. Yeah, I was going to say. I he think, is yeah. he is truly one of the meekest persons I have ever met yeah. throughout my life. Mm. You know, and he wasn't always meek. He's mm-hmm. always been kind. He's mm-hmm. always been slow to anger and easy to get along with. But as he grows in Christ, I see him grow in humility and meekness as well. He's definitely not weak. He doesn't lack confidence. He's quite an influential, he has an influential personality. You know, you talk to Gaudi and you want to, you know, you want to get on his bandwagon, whatever, you know, (laughs) he does have that nature. He has a powerful, influential nature. So you don't um, get the sense of fake humility around him. Right. You know, those who know him can easily testify to this. But one of the ways I've recognized this meekness in his life is that he has no expectation of being treated a certain way. Wow. Yeah. In his eyes, he is not worthy of anyone's respect or honor or preference. Not because he has a low self-esteem or he, you know, this fake sense of, oh, I'm a worm, but rather he's just he's becoming more and more aware that anything Uh, of worth in him, his words or his actions are because God has enabled him to do so. So what maybe years ago he was proud about because, oh, I'm like this, or uh, I can do this. As he grows in Christ, he's realizing that, wait, no, this is God that God is doing this through me. God gave me these abilities. So you've seen that I've seen this beautiful, meek person growing up and moving way ahead of me. So he is definitely <laughs> leading me by example. And I'm so grateful. I have a long way to go. <laughs> you know, I, I, as I mentioned, I was going to say Godwin too. And I was a little nervous. I was like, oh man, what if she says, that's not true. <laughs> He's no. not meek. <laughs> so I'm so glad no. you mentioned Godwin because that was going to be my example of someone that I know to be to be meek. And I would also say my mom as well. I, I think my mom is such an example to me of that. So I've seen this verse also talked about in the context of, you know, turning the other cheek, like Jesus asked us to do. And I think about that and I think about the Beatitudes. Do you think, and we've addressed this already, do you think the culture, and I'm, I'm saying culture, it could be American, it could be Indian, whatever culture, do you think the culture encourages people to be meek? Maybe with words, hmm. but definitely not definitely not what what the Bible means when it says meek. Hmm. You know, the world the world's idea of humility and meekness is not what the Bible is referring to. The world's idea of meekness is centered around possessions or talent or skill. Mm-hmm. power. We rarely speak of meekness and humility when we're talking about someone without these things, right? right? The poor, the weak, the simple, or the powerless, they have no need for meekness. The world already sees them as less. Consequently, the world looks for meekness from only a certain kind of person. Right. The world sees meekness and humility linked to superiority. Hmm. Right? But the kingdom of heaven does not operate as the world does. Jesus requires 
the weak and the strong, the rich and the poor, the master and the servant, the skilled and the unskilled, Jesus requires each one to respond to their wretched condition, their sin that separates them from God with meekness and humility. There's no differentiation because it's the only appropriate response for any human who becomes fully aware of their desperate state before a perfect and merciful God. Hmm. Worldly meekness is in response to personal superiority. Biblical meekness is in response to divine mercy. Wow. Yeah, that's great. What a great way to put it. And uh, what a great way to end it. Thank you so much, Cynthia. And would you tell us, now that we've been through three episodes, what do we have for next week? Hmm. Next week is Blessed Are Those Who Hunger and Thirst. And Mm -hmm. I suspect that our listeners are catching on to how this works. (laughs) That all these things, we're not talking about worldly responses. We're talking about spiritual responses to our spiritual condition and to our Father who's calling out to us. So. That would yeah, be I thought it was week. going to be a personal attack because I do hunger and thirst often. So glad to hear it's not that's not the case. <laughs> yes, well, I, I'm on the same page with you. Is that De Cruz and I love to eat? De Cruz and I love watching movies. We have so much in common. De Cruz. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes, we face the same struggles. So we'll <laughs> we get through do. it together. <laughs> we certainly do. We certainly do. Well, thank you, listeners, for listening to this week's episode. Remember that there's always a new episode every Wednesday. And you can always stay up to date by subscribing to this podcast, turning on your notifications, and you always will know when the next episode comes out. So for episode four of the Beatitude series, go subscribe right now. Turn on the notifications so that you know when it comes out. If you'd like to ask Cynthia a question or offer suggestions on a future episode topic before then or even later, please email her at Cynthia at PickUpYourBible.com. And listeners, may you experience the knowledge, wisdom, and love of God as you join us and pick up your Bible. Until next time, God bless you.